0: I am Karan Bhatia, and this is Ask the Experts. We have a great show for you today. We had the haney Abdullah press conference in New York City, and I was able to catch up with a lot of interesting fighters, a lot of interesting personalities in boxing, names you've heard of. First up, Zab Judah. Now, Zab Judah has had such a great career. He's fought everyone in the welterweight division. Most recently, though, he fought Cletus Seldon, the Hebrew hammer. That was in June of this year. And unfortunately for Zab, the fight did not go his way. But what was worse is that after the fight, Zab was taken to the hospital. He was in critical condition. He had a brain bleed. And there was reports that he was in a coma. But the good news is he's recovered. He's, he's getting better every day. He's going to update us on exactly how he's doing. But he is in good spirits. And he's back to his normal self. And he's going to give us his thoughts on the current welterweight division. We're also going to chat, of course, about fighter safety. This is obviously a topic that's very important to him since he just went through this. And his solution, actually, to make our sports safer is an interesting one. It could definitely work, but it would eliminate some of the top names in our sport. So you're going to want to hear that. Up next, Egis Klimas. He is the boxing manager to every Eastern European star you can think of. And those names include Sergei Kovalev. Lomachenko. These are these are fighters that are managed by the great Agus Klimas. And Agus is going to give us an exact update on what is going on about the fight that everyone wants to see. Sergey Kovalev versus Canelo Alvarez. That's been rumored for November 2nd. Agus is going to give us an update about what's going on there. Also, he's going to help target who Lomachenko is going to fight next. If you remember... Sergey Kovalev had, had the great win against Anthony Yard recently, and then Lomachenko took out Luke Campbell in another great fight, so he's going to tell us who Lomachenko is going to fight next. After that, I'm talking to David Diamante. He's the ring announcer for The Zone, but he's so much more than a ring announcer. He is a boxing historian, and he's going to break down the history of boxing at Madison Square Garden, and we're going to talk about what is on the schedule that he is excited about, and that includes a full breakdown of Joshua Ruiz 2 and how he feels that rematch is going to go. And after that, I'm going to be speaking to... Always fair but firm, Joe Cortez, Hall of Fame boxing referee. He's now in retirement. What has he been up to? He's actually serving as an advisor for Devin Haney. So I'm going to ask him about that. We're also going to talk about some bizarre endings in boxing. He was the referee for uh, Mayweather versus Victor Ortiz, and, and there was a strange ending there. I'm going to get his take of what happened. He was in the ring for that. He was also in the ring for foreman Moore We're going to talk about other great moments in his career. After that. I'll be speaking to Eric Kelly. Eric is the owner of South Box Gym. He's a boxing trainer. He's a boxing personality. He went viral years ago, but he's still been relevant and making headlines uh, recently. He has some strong opinions, and among those, he does not like Anthony Joshua, and he went so far as to try to confront Anthony Joshua at his gym. Why? I asked him about that. He also is going to tell us why he's not a fan of Canelo. He's been outspoken against Canelo, and he's going to explain. And lastly, boxing and YouTube has been in the news. Logan Paul and KSI are prepping for their rematch. Their first fight did big numbers, and their second fight is actually going to be on The Zone. So I'm talking to another YouTuber who has a fight coming up. This time it's a boxing charity match, and that is Adam Saleh. He has a boxing charity match uh, coming up on September 28th, and you'd be surprised to know that Adam is actually an undefeated amateur fighter. He was 13-0 in the amateurs, and we're going to talk to him about his preparation for his upcoming fight. He's being trained by Saddam Ali uh, for that match, for the charity match, so we're going to talk to Adam Saleh. But without further ado, let's get to the first I'm talking to the great Zab Judah. He was a star in the welterweight division for a long time. He's fought everyone in that division that you could possibly imagine. And the first thing I'm going to ask Zab is, is he officially going to hang it up? Like we said, after his most recent fight, there were health problems, health issues. Is he officially done? Is he going to hang it up? Let's get to my conversation with Zab Judah. I am Karan Bhatia, and let's ask the experts... This is Karambati. I'm here with Zab Judah. Zab, we saw you in the ring last in June. Uh, The fight did not go your way, and then there were some medical issues after. Are you all recovered? Everything
1: good? Yeah, man. Um, Well, I'm not all good, but I'm, you know, I'm all held up, and I'm out of the the woods, as they would say. You know what I'm saying, doctor? I'm out of the woods, and, um, you know, I'm just coping and dealing with day-to-day life you know my last my last my last fight was a tragedy you know i'm saying we came in and we found out a guy was you know he didn't play so so much good fair ball you know i'm saying and um you know and due to that i was in a hospital i I, you know i was in the coma and i had brain surgery and um i came out of it now and you know god is the greatest you know i'm saying here's a fighter you're looking at a fighter right here that went through brain surgery after 24 years of fighting God is the greatest.
0: It's great that you're back together, you're, you're speaking well, you, you seem well. Um,
1: in terms of boxing, are you gonna hang it up? Are you done or you, do you wanna continue your boxing career? Well, at the current moment right now, I'm retired. I'm I'm done with boxing, um, I'm finished right now. boxing been good to me, I've been good to boxing. I, I think, you know, six-time champion of the world, three different weight classes. I fought the biggest and the best of our generation. Our time, I mean, I had fun you you fought the best in the world mayweather Mirkott, and we could go
0: down the list it's it's on and on a who's who in the welterweight division what was you, when you look back at
1: your career what was the top fight for you what was the top moment for you well every fight was very special and uh, exciting, exciting exciting to me so i think that there's no fight that stands out more than another but i think that you know what i'm saying because every fight was a work in preparation you know what i'm saying a, t- a toughness and um you know yeah i have some favorite fights I me one of my favorites is going to st louis the second time and beating spinks uh the most toughest fight i've been in was with mickey ward uh the most hardest puncher i've ever fought was uh lucas matisse the most skillful fighter i've ever fought was of course mayweather you know what i'm saying and um hey it goes on you know what i'm saying we always look back at those first 4 rounds against
0: mayweather you yeah. you had him figured out there did you did you feel that in the beginning like the momentum was all in your favor in the beginning well, of that fight
1: well i mean you know me and Floyd knew knew each other from young you know what i'm saying so he knew me I knew him. He knew my weaknesses. He was waiting for me to get tired. You know what I'm saying? I knew that early. If I catch him good, I could put him to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I, I mean, listen, it was fun. I mean, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that's my brother. You know, I wish him well. He wishes me well. And, you know, Sky's the limit God's the greatest And the moment where You kind of pushed
0: him you, you knocked him back A little bit his, his glove may have Touched the canvas Do you think that should have Been a knockdown in that fight?
1: Well myself And the rest of the world And I think yourself too Agree that that was a knockdown You know what I'm saying uh, But of course We didn't get to just do On record But you know what I'm saying as long, as long as the people eyes As long as people eyes see it You can never fool the people You know what I'm saying So I'm, I'm 100% excited And happy for that For that kind of situation and, and the rest of that fight Did he make the adjustments there? Was he able to make The adjustments in oh, that yeah, fight? yeah yeah. yeah. inside the fight he done great you know at the end of the fight he picked up well and turned it around and he did his thing you know what i'm saying
0: when you look at the welterweight division now obviously we had manny pacquiao keith thurman was a great fight we have spence porter coming up there's it's it's still a red hot division just like it was when when you were when you were active in your in your prime as well what do you think make up the
1: division right now who's who's on the top of your list right now in the welterweight division Um, right now the division is hot man you know earl spence uh, Terrence Crawford, you know what I'm saying, are, are, are the are the two elite? I think that in my book, I give number one. They got to split it because because they both my boys. I love them both, and they both southpaws. And I say that they should split the number one thing, and then everybody else is under them. <laughs> When you look back
0: at, uh, at your great career, like we talked about, um, you had so many so many good wins and, and a few losses
1: as well. Is there any regrets, anything you look back at you would have done differently? Nah, no, nothing, nothing different that I would have ever done with my career because if I change one thing, then I got to change everything. You know what I'm saying? So the way the cookie crumbled was the way it was supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? I had fun. And by the way, I ate the whole cookie and I had fun.
0: (laughs) You absolutely did. And and last question, you know, we talked about what happened to you after your last fight and fighter safety has been in the news. What can we do about with our sport to make it safer? What what do you think as someone who's been in, in, in so many great fights, what do you think we could do to make our sport safer?
1: Well, I'm campaigning right now. You know, I'm all for fighter safety right now. And you know, I think that all the uh, fighters that's taken illegal banned substance, they should be thrown out of boxing. They should never be able to be allowed to compete and touch boxing gloves again. If you cannot be the man with your own skills then get out of the sport. You know what I'm saying? This, this It's not fair for people that use these uh, enhancements to try to make themselves Superman. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is me standing here. I went through brain surgery. I could have died. There was three other fighters, I want to say rest in peace, who that passed away after me with the same situation. So I could have passed away from the situation. So me, I'm a number one, the spokesman for clean boxing today so So when
0: are you saying fighters who have a one-time uh drug test like a canelo or a Jarrell, big bim are you saying
1: they shouldn't be allowed to fight again no 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 hands off especially when you tested and your uh level of your level of uh peds is so high that's bullshit you you should be banned from boxing and never be allowed to put on boxing gloves ever again the one strike you're out rule one strike is out that's right because it's not fair Zab Judah, I'm
0: glad you're here. I'm glad your spirit's up and and I'm glad you're recovering uh, from from your last fight. And if if it is the end, wish you all the best in
1: retirement. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: That was Brooklyn's own Zab Judah. someone who just went through what he went through in terms of uh, losing a fight and then going to the hospital. You can't really argue uh, if he wants to have stricter policies against uh, PED use. He wants the sport to be safer, and he is someone who actually laces up the gloves, risks his life every single time. And let's hope that some of these policies do come into effect and, and we can make our sport safer. Up next... Agus Klemis. Aegis is the boxing manager to every Eastern European star, it seems like. If you are an Eastern Euro- European fighter in this sport, you are most likely managed by Agus Klemis. And that includes Sergei Kovalev. And why is that relevant right now? Well, everyone wants to see Kovalev versus Canelo. It's been rumored for November 2nd. I caught up with Aegis Klemis and I asked him, what is the status on that fight, Kovalev versus Canelo? This is Karambatia. We're at the uh, Haney Abdullah press conference in New York City here with manager Agus Klemis. Agus, you managed Sergei Kovalev in his big win against Anthony Yard. What was, what was that win like for you? Obviously, Sergey had to get through some uh, tough rounds there to uh, to make that win happen.
2: That was a pretty good fight. Huh? That was a tough fight. Uh, yeah, we did, we did. He did very good. He did very well. Uh, actually got a little bit caught in the eighth round, but uh, knew how to behave and knew how to come back and uh experience against a youth showed you know who's a who's a man that evening
0: he showed it was a man so obviously the question is who is next everyone's talking about canelo is that fight gonna happen on november 2nd
2: it's in the works i know for sure it's in the works and everybody's working hard to get that fight happen because they know fans are very like that fight
0: your other fighter lomachenko uh, one of your other fighters, I should say, had, a, had another big win against Luke Campbell. What do you think about Lobachenko's performance there?
2: I think he did great. He did great. I think he brought a lot of Joe to London, to, to, to British fans who came and saw him alive in a O2 arena. And let me tell you, man, the little kid coming from a, almost nowhere in the world, right? From a little, little, little town in, in Ukraine comes, first of all, sells Madison Square Garden with Elinares. Then he goes to uh, Los Angeles, sells Staples Center with uh, Krolla, And then he goes to UK and sells O
0: Arena three weeks before even the fight gonna start with a Campbell. What else can you ask? You, you really can't. It's been remarkable what he's been able to do at his size, becoming the pound-for-pound pound top fighter in the sport. So the question is, what's next for Lomachenko? Who is he gonna fight next? Uh, probably we're gonna be looking for... Um, Kami Lopez, the winner of the Kami Lopez, and we're going to go after them. The winner of Richard Comey versus Teofimo Lopez. That would be a, a, an epic uh, super fight with Lomachenko. The other fighters on the roster, there's so many. Gvozdik, Usyk, everyone. What do, what do you make of the, the rest of the roster? It's it's very strong right now.
2: Uh, don't forget we have uh, uh, Alexander Besputin fighting for the WBA world title under uh, Gvozdik a fight. Uh, we have, you know, youngsters coming. I have a couple guys from Kazakhstan. One of them is a Janibek, Kazakh style, very good fighter, great fighter. Maryim Nur Sultanov, 160 pounder um' spoon oh, look, know look, it's it's eggsgis hopefully we're gonna get agis Kalowska with a Crawford in in December so it's
0: endless so your fighters are doing great things I, I just to close it out it, it's a little bit of a somber topic obviously we've had boxer safety in the in the sport and that personally uh affected you as well in terms of uh, boxer safety what what can we do in our sport to, to make it safer well I think the guys who's going in
2: the ring, they have to understand they're risking their lives they're risking their their uh, health I would suggest them to be very very serious about it very serious
0: Aegis thank you so much for the time best of luck to you and and all the great work that that you're doing thank you thank you that was Aegis And what did we learn? It sounds like Kovalev versus Canelo for November 2nd is very close to being done. He said everyone is working hard on getting that together. Also, Lomachenko's next opponent. It could be the winner of Teofima Lopez versus Richard Comey. That itself is a great fight. And then the winner fighting Lomachenko is another brilliant fight. So let's hope that that comes together moving on next i spoke to ring announcer david diamante and he is actually a boxing historian so he's gonna break it down for us and he's gonna break down ruiz versus joshua 2 the rematch he's gonna tell us exactly how he thinks it'll play out here is dave diamante this is Karimbatia. We're at the Devin Haney press conference in New York City. I'm here with Dave Diamante. So, Dave, you were talking to me about the history of Madison Square Garden and, and how um club fighters can actually bring out their countrymen to support them. So could you just tell me about that a little bit?
3: Well, yeah, we're just talking about this fight. I mean, I, I love this fight card, but there's one fight on the card that I really like. To me, it's a throwback fight. It's lethal Larry Friars and Wesley El Bongocero Ferrer. He's from Panama. Uh Friars is from uh, Clonus, County Monaghan in Ireland you know they're both really tough guys they both have a ton of heart they're both once beaten it's kind of like that crossroads fight like if they can't beat each other whoever goes it's going to be tough to, to go on so it's a must win fight for both guys and it's a kind of throwback fight like back in the day the old guard and they had uh, the Friday night fights and Teddy Brenner was the matchmaker and they used to make these these just wars you know they were, they were kind of like you know back in the day it was like each New York neighborhood had its own club and fighters that they supported and so this fight to me is a a throwback to that usually it was along ethnic lines and so here you've got an Irishman you know against a a Panamanian so the Latino community and the Irish community and they come out and they support their charges and that's what it used to be like back in the day and so this fight kind of reminds me of that and and uh, I think it's gonna be a great fight I think both guys are gonna give it their all and it's a throwback fight
0: it's a throwback fight it has the old school feel like you said what about the rest of the card I'm sure you're excited for the rest of the card as well
3: well, I really am, you know, uh, first of all, it started kind of at the bottom, not at the top, but looking at um, a guy like Kike Bermudez, I used to train out in Bushwick and I remember him coming in as an eight-year-old and the fact that he's making his pro debut at the garden this Friday, I'm really excited for him. And then Mago Medrasul Majidov, that guy, you know, three-time uh, amateur world champion, two-time Olympian, he won Olympic bronze and he's a big deal, man. He's finally turning pro I think he's 33 now, so he's kind of old. But you know, in, in Azerbaijan, where he's from, I guess they, they get paid to fight in the amateurs. So he's he's st- turning pro late. Um, you know, he's done very well as an amateur, and we'll see we'll see what he can do in the pros. So that's kind of interesting to see there. I really like the Sergey Kuzman, Michael Hunter fight. I think it's a really interesting matchup. Um, it's just a great fight. Um, and then you've got the Battle of Brooklyn, so Serrano and Hardy. Um, for the featherweight, you know, championship of the world WBO and in the interim WBC. Um, people are, are obviously uh, Serrano's the favorite in that fight, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it's finally happening. There's been a lot of talk about it. so It's finally happening. And, you know, Devin Haney and Abdullah is a, is a good fight. Um, Devin Haney really looks to, to be the goods. He looks to be the guy. But, you know, you never know in boxing until you walk through the fire. Right. And Abdulayev is a very tough Russian fighter from Yekaterinburg. Um, he uh, you know, he hasn't really fought top opposition himself. He looks very solid. He's undefeated. He doesn't look special. He looks solid. He looks good. You know, Haney looks really special, but we don't know who's whose heart is special and that's what's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, come Friday night so again it's Friday the 13th someone's <laughs> going to be lucky and someone's going to be unlucky
0: Devin Haney is looking to make a splash and it seems like MSG is a great place to do that to introduce yourself or reintroduce yourself he's 20 years old he's undefeated the sky's the limit it seems like your preparation I just wanted to ask you about because we, we were talking to you here and it's like you you obviously have a huge passion for this sport you're not someone who just shows up and, and, and read names, reads names I just love to hear your, your passion for this sport is I can feel it and yeah. you're you're obviously a boxing historian, so could you just tell me a little bit about that? Well, I appreciate it. Just, you know, we were talking about the Felt Forum because it's funny you know, it's called the Hulu Theater now. And,
3: and you know, everyone talks about the big room, you know, MSG, the mecca of boxing, and and, and, and and it's great. There's nothing like it. But the theater has a lot of history. I mean, how many years have we seen the New York Golden Gloves there and, and all the great fights, you know, Mike Tyson and, and uh, Howard Davis Jr. and Roy Jones Jr. and Larry Holmes, all these great fighters over the years. Fighting there, um, and so it's kind of cool that these guys. You know, the theater has has a very special place uh, in the history of New York and in the fight game. So it opened in 1968. It was named after Irving Mitchell Felt, who was the then president of MSG, and it's it's kind of cool. So I think it's be it's always great to be at the mecca of boxing MSG, and, and I think it's gonna be a great night of fights. So we expect to see it packed out.
0: And your your role now with the Zone, traveling to all the biggest fights in the world. What are you looking forward to? What's on your calendar that you said, oh, this date, I can't wait for this fight coming up?
3: Well, look, there's so many great fights. Next week, we're in Florence. So I'm getting right on a plane after this fight and going to Florence. We have a big fight with OPI since 82 over in Florence. Then we're coming right back. We got Usyk in Chicago. Um, We've got Triple G back at the Garden. Um, Look, December 7th, Saudi Arabia, the rematch anthony joshua and andy ruiz or andy ruiz versus anthony joshua let me say that correctly because andy ruiz is the a side now um just a great fight just a great fight any way you look at it it's a great fight um it's a really interesting matchup i think it's a tough matchup for joshua i don't think it's an easy fight um i think he can definitely win the fight if he if he you know throws his jab and and really puts it out there and holds the center of the ring he needs to back uh, uh ruiz up, but, but either way, um, you know they say styles make fights, right? It's one of those things that we always hear. And sometimes a guy's style just is is not a good matchup for somebody. And Andy Ruiz, he is a tough style for Joshua. He's got really fast hands. He's he he can move well. He's not. It's hard to hold him because he can get out of a clinch well. He's got really good boxing pedigree. He's a fighter. He's been fighting since he was a young age. So he's gonna he's gonna give Joshua fits. It's a tough fight. So
0: I can't wait to see it. Joshua uh, only started fighting later in life. I think when he was around 18, Andy Ruiz has been doing it for a long time so I guess the question really is there uh is does Ruiz just have Joshua's number in terms of his style or can Joshua like you said make the adjustments that's what's going to be really interesting to see and the fact that it's in Saudi Arabia makes it all that much bigger of an event right
3: yeah well it's you know I did the first fight ever in the KSA the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia which was great it was George Groves and Callum Smith at the top of the bill for the World Boxing Super Series uh great fight the fans came out and even though a lot of them didn't know what they were watching they did because it's fighting it's primal They got it. You know, it was great actually. In fact, there were a couple lulls. They were booing. I was like, yeah. And then like they picked up and they were cheering. I was like, this is like a New York crowd. I mean, it was great. They they instinctively knew what to do. So hats off to the to those fans. I think they're gonna come out. Of course, you're gonna get some people coming from the states, you're gonna get some people coming from Mexico, you're gonna get some people coming from the UK. So I, I think it's gonna be a, a big night out in Deria. So that so that's a great kind of massive stage to have, you know, in the vein of the thrill in Manila, the, the rumble in the jungle. But the actual fight can Joshua make the adjustments I think that's what's so interesting about this sport we don't know and you know yes it is true that Andy Ruiz started boxing at six years old Anthony Joshua started boxing much later but that doesn't tell the whole story there's a lot of other stories to tell I mean the size the power look at Lennox Lewis look at Vladimir Klitschko double jab right hand double jab right hand it's not It's not science. It's a sweet science. It's how it's done, you know, and there are certain things that he needs to do to make adjustments. He's got to be stiff with it. You cannot let this guy bully you, you know, but Andy Ruiz, is the type of guy, he doesn't like to be bullied. Talk to him. Talk to his dad. he will tell you that he doesn't like to be bullied. So he doesn't want to be pushed back. That's what you got to do. Get a guy out of his comfort zone. It's going to be very interesting. Look, I'm not Rob McCracken. That's his job. He's going to do it. I, I have faith in those guys to do what they need to do. But again, you got Manny Robles on this side. That's another part of the matchup is the trainers. It's this a great fight. So who knows? We don't know. The world is as has uh, the world is waiting to see it. Uh, it's going to be great.
0: That is that's going to be a tough job for Rob McCracken. That's a tough assignment to have to help uh, train for the rematch. So just to close it out, we we know that we can see you on the zone. Where else can people find you? I know you got other interests, the Cigar Lounge, and everything, all the great stuff you're doing. So where can people find you?
3: It just on my Instagram at David D M. And we're on DAZN, of course, and we're on Sky Sports, uh, and we're we're all around the world. So we're doing it. We're having fun, doing a lot of fights, and appreciate all the support. And uh, keep watching the boxing, guys. David
0: Diamante, thank you so much for the time. David Diamante, dropping some knowledge there. Always great to speak with him. Up next, I caught up with Joe Cortez, Mr. Fair But Fair firm he is a hall of fame boxing referee he was in the ring the third man in the ring for some of the biggest fights of all time and i pressed him on a couple of those uh some of those endings what happened there we, we talked about that we talked about his current role in boxing he's actually an advisor now to Devin haney and we're gonna just catch up with him and see what he's been up to since retiring This is Karen Bhatia. We're at the Haney Abdullah press conference in New York City. I'm here with Joe Cortez, always fair, but firm. Joe, tell us what you've been up to. You obviously retired uh, as being a referee. Or you refereed some of the biggest boxing matches of all time. What are you up to now?
4: Well, I've been uh, an advisor for Devin Haney's team for a little over a year now, and uh, we're looking forward to the fight Saturday night here in Madison Square Garden for the uh, WBC Interim uh, Lightweight Championship. We're looking forward to go home with a nice belt.
0: And your role as an advisor, w- what do you do w- with Devin and, and uh, what else do you do in, in boxing? I'm sure you're, you're staying very involved in the sport.
4: Yeah, I'm very much involved with my own show, the Fair Performed Show on Facebook and uh, all social uh, media platforms. And uh, with the Haney team, I'm an advisor. I look over everything, making sure that everything is, is correct during the, uh, the fight time, especially with the uh, commissions, with the sanctioning bodies, making sure we're all on the same page. with the the rule, because some rules apply differently in different states, different countries. We want to make sure the officials that night uh, know exactly what they're doing to make sure that there are no Mishaps, we're going to lose a title because of our fault of our referee who didn't take points when he was supposed to or enforce the rules the way he's supposed to. But first and foremost, watching out for the safety of the fighters.
0: So you can, you can kind of protect him in that way. Um, obviously, he wants to make a splash. He's a rising star in our sport, 20 years old, undefeated. This fight in Madison Square Garden, is this going to be a springboard for him to kind of make a splash
4: in the sport? It'll definitely be a good platform for him to get off on because of I know the deficit, he was about 10 years old. And I told the father back then, this kid's gonna go places in the future with his style he had back then. And look where he's at now today at the age of 20, with a, with a 20-0 record and 14 big knockouts. I mean, he's a very promising fighter. He stands to be one of the best in, in the future of boxing.
0: So I just wanna ask you about your great career. You, you ref the biggest fights in boxing. I'm sure you get this question a lot, but the biggest fight that you ref for your personal experience, what, what was the biggest event?
4: I've been close to 200 world championship fights that I've refereed. So many I can pick out of. uh, Some that really stand out. Maybe because it was the beginning of my career. But one of the great ones was Roberto Duran when he beat Iran Barkley for the middleweight championship in Atlantic City that was one of them and of course doing a referee and Julio Cesta Chavez on six occasions one of them was against Oscar De La Hoya and the other one was him fighting Greg Haugen in Mexico City with 136,000 fans and George Foreman knocking out Michael Moore for the heavyweight championship of the world that was a big one and so many that, that are referee throughout the year Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather Sugar Ray Leonard uh, you name it more. I've done them all. You've done them all. And and you mentioned George Foreman versus Michael Moore. So were you as
0: shocked as everyone else as that fight was unfolding and, and Foreman was was finding that right hand and, and was able
4: to land it? Were you shocked? Well, it was a surprising shot uh, that, that he hit him with that right hand. I mean, it was like he was losing just about every round. And then um, you never give up on a on puncher. The puncher he has to punch his chance. Foreman definitely had a good punch. And uh, I was kind of surprised that he nailed him with a short right hand and put him down. I thought maybe he would get up, but we're not the count of six. I said, this sucker's not getting up. And that was one of the biggest uh, upsets in, in boxing history in the heavyweight division.
0: That, that was an, a crazy fight, and he kind of kept, moving him closer and closer and finally landed the shot. And at 46 years old, that was unbelievable. The other fight I want to ask you about, I'm sure you get this uh, this question a lot as well, Mayweather versus uh, Ortiz. It was a kind of a bizarre ending. Ortiz going for headbutts and then uh, Mayweather, you know, they're, they're kind of hugging and Mayweather hits him when Ortiz wasn't looking. What do you make of the end of that fight?
4: Well, we told the that Ortiz and I are good friends that we've had yeah, good conversation As he tells me all the time, Joe, I apologize for what I did that night. He says, I should have protected myself at all times because that's the name of the game. Fighters, he said, he say, we sure know we got to protect ourselves at all times. But Larry Merchant said it best. It was a legal sucker punch. It
0: was a legal sucker punch. And, and to be fair, you did say time in. So the fight, they were actually fighting at that time.
4: Exactly. It was kind of like the way it came down, but uh, the light, like I said, I remember this at it best. And everybody around me, even Victor Ortiz, said, I made a mistake. I, I hugged him, I kissed him once. I hugged him the second time and I tried to hug him again the third time when you said time in. He said, I I should have kept my guards up and Mayweather took advantage of of knowing that it was time in.
0: Uh, Another smaller fight I wanted to ask you about is James Kirkland when he had his first, uh, one of his first losses to uh, Nobuhiro Ishida. He got knocked down three times. Now, it seemed like the third time he actually kind of wanted to get up and and you kind of kept him down. Now, was that because he got knocked down three times in the first round and you said you've had enough punishment at that
4: time? Well, you know what? I don't want to give him a chance to try to get up again. I knew that he had enough i mean we don't any tragedies in boxing and i sure didn't want to see him I me i mean I a mean, fighter strong as kirk uh uh james kirkland, kirk- yeah. kirkland is uh, i was surprised that he got when i saw the japanese uh, uh i said oh my god this guy can you guys take kirkland's punch and it was just the other way around the first punch he hit him with uh, kirkland goes down i want to protect kirkland he went down three times remember a one-minute market went down three times in the first round whenever i freed him against uh manny pacquiao But I saw a little difference in uh, Manny Pacquiao. I mean, one minute Marcus, when he went down the third time, he was still fresh. He looked right uh, uh, alert. He didn't go down as bad as uh, Kirkland did. So that's why I let that fight continue. Had I stopped that fight, fight two, three, and four would have never happened. So I think that I made the right call that night. But with James Kirkland, I made the right call there to protect him. Against
0: Marquez, you certainly made uh, Pacquiao Marquez, you certainly made the right call. Now, it was only a judge's scoring error that actually led to the draw. It should have actually been Pacquiao uh, getting the win for that fight. And like you said, we don't even know what would have happened, so it's very interesting. You, you, you talked about fighter safety, and I wanted to ask you about that. Obviously, that's been in the news. Uh, we had the unfortunate deaths in the sport recently. What do you think about fighter safety, and, and what can be done to improve our sport so that we don't have these tragic situations?
4: Well, one thing is we got to train the trainers. you got to make sure the trainers can, can stay with their fighters that know exactly where the weight is at. They're having a problem with trying to make the weight. They dry themselves out, dehydrate so much, and they have up fluid in their body. That means that they're more so, prone to get hurt because they, they're losing too much weight. That's why WBC has created a, a, a program where you got to see battle to the weight loss program. As you go, they don't want you losing 10, 15 pounds in the last few days. They want you, if you're going to lose it, I lose it within, gradually within a two or three-bound period, but not so quick. So we're trying to protect the fight and, of course, trying to educate the referees where to stop a fight. I better stop a fight, a punch too soon, than a punch too late. Joe
0: Cortez, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for what you're doing in the sport, and, and best of luck to you. Thank you very much. That was Joe Cortez, who had one of the best seats in the house for the biggest boxing matches uh, of all time, and it was great to speak with him. Moving on talking to Eric Kelly. He's the owner of Southbox Gym. He's a boxing trainer. You've seen him on YouTube. He has very strong opinions, and I'm going to ask him about a few of those. One of them being why he does not like Canelo. He's been outspoken about Canelo Alvarez. And he talks about Anthony Joshua. He actually tried to confront Anthony Joshua. He went all the way to his gym to uh, confront him, so I asked him what was going on there. What was that about? Without further ado, here is Eric Kelly. This is Karan Bhatia. We're at the Haney Abdullah press conference in New York City. I'm standing here with Eric Kelly. So, Eric, yes, we sir. all know you went viral back in the day for training. So tell me, what is what has life been like since then, since blowing up? Oh um, wow, life has been
5: interesting, real interesting. It's been, I mean, it's a roller coaster. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think that no matter how up you are. In life, everyone goes through their shit. You know what I'm saying? So I done went through problems. I done been up. I done been down. Right now, I'm doing pretty good. I'm coasting. I opened Southbox Gym a um, couple years ago. And it's in located in the South Box. And the gym is doing amazing. I got a couple hundred members. And I got a lot of fighters, Um, amateurs, professionals. Um, I got Peter Dobson. And Peter Dobson just recently um won a big fight. On the Manny Pacquiao Keith Thurman Undercard And um Las Vegas For the undefeated Golden Boy fighter And they traded Knockdowns But when Peter Knocked them down He didn't get up You know what I mean So um Peter Dobson's Undefeated professional Out of the South Box I got Christian Otero, amateur doing this thing. Thomas Boswain, amateur doing this thing. I got a lot of top, a lot of top um boxers in um Southbox Gym, and I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them all. You know, they're making the gym um they're making the gym great. Um, boxing as a whole has been doing amazing in
0: 2019. Well, that, that's what I want to get your thoughts on because I'm glad that you're doing well training now. Yes, there was a segment that we saw online about yes, Canelo, yes, and they they rolled up on you because yes. you've been, I guess, labeled as a Canelo hater. Do you not like Canelo? I don't like him. I don't like him. Um, and what do you not like about Canelo?
5: Because the reason why, because his career has been so perfectly orchestrated, from 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 since he fought since he's been a champion, he had a perfectly orchestrated career. Like he fought, I think, Ryan Rose or Matthew Hatton, someone like that. For the
0: WBC. Um, right. super he beat both those guys on the way up, yeah.
5: Yeah, um, but that was for a title, WBC title.
0: The, the Matthew Hatton fight was, yep. It was for a welterweight title, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. um, super
5: welterweight. Meanwhile, those guys even, were never eligible for a title shot. And then you got the um, fights against, um, I give them props for um, the Mayweather, obviously, fight. Lara fight, Trout fight. Um, I give them partial props for the Colo fight, but then they fight Jose Cito Lopez. And Lopez was a 140. The fight before he bought Canelo at 154, he was a 140. The fight before Amir Khan bought Canelo at 160, he was forty-seven. You understand what I'm saying? So So
0: your beef is the the weights that he's making these fight, these guys fight at so if you look at the um, the, Hath- the Matthew Hatton fight, you're right. It was actually a 154 title, but yeah. Haddon was a welterweight fighter, right? So, and he made him come up to get the title. So your issue is, has been the weight classes and then the opponents and the selection. It's always an a- an asterisk next
5: to a lot of Canelo's opponents and people he's faced in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Cotto was older. You know, Trout was a good, that was a good win. Lara was a good fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mayweather was a good fight, you know Like um, He fought James Kirkland James Kirkland hadn't fought in two years No tune-up by Canelo He hadn't fought in two years, as SMS promotion 50 Cent need to get some money back So here Fight this right, motherfucker right. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. oh, that's how go. So
0: do you give him credit though For the wins The big wins So fighting Golovkin They were they were close fights yep, yep. Um, But he's still No matter what He held his own and, and even if you think he lost They were close fights And he really held his own Against yeah. a top fighter So do you give him Do you give him credit there? Yeah, but, uh, 200%
5: okay. He really held his own a lot of times he looked great in there. Yeah, he looked great in there with the upper body movement, digging the body, making a mess, making a pain, taking triple G shots. Who takes triple G shots? Then the Danny Jacobs
0: win. You gotta give him a. Little, you gotta give him a lot of credit for those wins. So, so would you say recently? Foundation. Recently, you're liking the way he's trending in terms of the the fights he's getting, and and you're liking what he's doing recently. In the past, in the past, in the past couple years, yeah,
5: you know what I'm saying. But meanwhile. Uh, the Rocky building fight, you know what I'm saying? But I can't get mad because he fought Triple G a few right. times. He fought Danny Jacobs, you know what I'm saying? And so he fought the Rocky building. I right, take an easy fight.
0: And, and I want to, I want to ask you about a couple other fighters, but let me, Well, last thing about Canelo, when you heard about the tainted meat and the suspension he had, what, what'd you make of that? Any other fighter that failed two
5: drug tests in a the week, the, L, the A and the B, the fight is off forever. you lose your ranking, the title strip the fact that he failed two drug tests in a week that just getting, they suspended him for what two months? That gave him more time to prepare. The fight wasn't off. What other fighter you know could fail two drug tests in a week and still have a career? At, at, just, j- just in
0: 60 days. You know another fighter? It's it's. You feel like the special treatment was there and then the, the jury still out. it has been
5: orchestrated in terms of That bite with the tainted meat How, like, dude, you Canelo Alvarez You the biggest star in Mexico You don't get the same fucking food We get from Key Food You get the best thing they got out His trainer was a butcher His trainer was a butcher so you get the best thing you got up. You got chefs. You got gourmet chefs.
0: That's that's what I was going to say. The jury's still out as if that is a legitimate excuse because you're probably going to be sourcing the food that you're going to eat a, uh, very true. carefully if you're a top-level boxer. So let, let me ask you. We're here for the Devin Haney uh, press conference. Yeah. He's obviously a rising star in our yeah. sport. What do you think about Devin Haney? I'm a big fan of him.
5: Um, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I'm a big fan of what I've heard about him. Um, he's, he's, he's with... Um, Mayweather, you know what I'm saying? I'm a Mayweather fan. I like things that come out. I, I like fighters that come out of Mayweather's camp. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And, and 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 I'm hearing a lot about Devin Haney. I've been hearing I've been hearing a lot about him. I've been hearing a lot about him. So right now I'm a little biased fan because I ain't never seen him fight. This is my first time seeing him fight. Coming up Saturday,
0: I'll be there. So you're going to be there in the garden to watch Devin Haney. So let's do a rapid fire now. Let me see, let me see what uh, happened. I'm yeah. in the garden to watch
5: Heather Hardy. Okay. Devin Haney just so happened to be the, um, the, coach, the, the, the the star of the card. Well,
0: that's another good fight. Uh, Heather Hardy versus Amanda Serrano. What do you make yeah. of that fight? Who's going to win that? fight? That's going to be a crazy fight. Amanda Serrano,
5: undefeated, multiple multiple weight class, the world champion, MMA fighter, got power, the box, got speed. Heather Hardy, undefeated, world champion now. Um, also a um MMA fighter, Bellator. Um, national amateur champion, you know, Daily News Golden Glove champion. So she has a championship history. And I believe that um, this is going to be an amazing fight. Um, I gave her, I sent her the text message on some things to do to, you know, when it's right, I, I I hope she follow it. I hope she got a great game, great game plan. You know what I mean? Because I know Serrano's a killer, but I know Heather's a gangster.
0: Well, both have dabbled in MMA. Serrano with the one loss, Heather Hardy undefeated, both great fighters. What, what was in your your text message to Hardy? What was the advice? Um, Back her up. Back her up. Two, three jabs. Hand high, tight guard. Side to
5: side with your head movement. Don't be a sit Don't Work the body. Word the body, everything behind your jab, intelligent boxing. You see, so you got to cross your T's and dot your I's. So um, make sure your faculties are intact in terms of your hands up, your knees bent. You know what I'm saying? You got proper leverage on your shots. Pop that jab with speed. Don't pop it slow so you can slip in and counter it. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: so let's uh, just to wrap it up. Let's do a quick, uh, let's do a quick rapid fire of the fights coming up. Right, let's get your picks. Obviously, the big rematch: Joshua versus Ruiz. Two. Who's going to win that fight? Ruiz.
5: I told y'all before Joshua was, was pussy. Joshua is a pussy. You said. Yeah. Why, why do you feel that way? When I ran down on him, when he, um, when I ran down on him, and then Madison's Square going told him he feared Wilder, and like, if that's how you feel. I'm like, that's how I feel, you, you know, you know, that's how I feel, you know. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Joshua built like that. He's a damn good fighter, though. He's a damn good fighter, size, you know, um, Olympic gold medals. You can't take nothing away from him. I went to a gym, officially. I went to a gym in, um, in London earlier this year because he had posted something saying he would have smacked me or something like that. So I ran. I literally went to his gym. You confronted him at his gym. I didn't. I he was. He didn't show up. But I. But yeah, he wasn't there. But I was there. You understand what I'm saying? But I did face to face. Let him know how I felt in um, Madison Square Garden. And you don't respect him because he's not. You feel like he's avoiding Wilder. Um, I respect him. I respect anybody that get in the ring. But I think he got a little bit of fear. Wilder, Wilder, knock him out. Wilder knock him out. Who you know hit harder than Wilder? Yes, that, that right hand is the is the racer, right? Wilder's what 41 and 0 40 knockouts? The one draw with fury. Yeah, and there but there isn't one person at Wilder Fort that wasn't damn near dead. Even Fury. There isn't one person at Wilder Fort that didn't have to go to the emergency room after the fight think about that
0: and that was the other fight i want to ask you about if that rematch does happen they're kind of going back and forth but hopefully early next year wilder versus fury 2 what's going to happen in that fight i'm going for wilder
5: i'm going for wilder yeah i want wilder to finish it up you know what i'm saying the 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 count the count the first fight the count wasn't you know a little slow a little slow you know what i'm saying a little slow so let last but i give fury much credit for getting up and doing what he did and fury's a gangster too i'm a fan of his i gotta i gotta, I gotta give him props let's hope that fight an happens American And i'm a patriot so i'm you know brown's
0: bomb or bomb squad let's hope that fight happens i'm gonna ask you one last fight let's go down in the weight the weight ranks a little bit here spence versus porter it's another big fight coming up what's what's your pick on that
5: I got Spence, Earl Spence. I think Earl Spence, I, I don't think Porter has um Porter, Porter's a bull. Porter used to fight um, middleweight in the amateurs. I remember 65. Um Porter's a bull. And 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 his defense is not all that. You know what I'm saying? Spence is the harder guy. Porter's very strong though. But Spence is the hard-hitting guy. I think Spence is gonna beat him. I think Spence might hurt him, break him, but something's gonna get broken. There's gonna be a stretch involved.
0: Eric Kelly, thank you for the time. Tell, tell people where they can find you and, and where they can come train with you. I'm um, You can check me out on Instagram
5: at Eric Kelly Life, E R I C K E L Y L I F E, or Twitter at Eric Kelly and catch me at South Box Gym in the South Bronx. Get your Eric Kelly on.
0: Eric Kelly, thank you so much for the time that was eric kelly always outspoken always uh, speaking his mind and telling us how he feels about certain people in the boxing community moving on next i am going to talk to adam soleil who is adam soleil he's a youtuber but why is that important well, YouTube and boxing seem to uh, be connected now. So Logan Paul versus KSI had a, had a boxing match, and it actually did really big numbers. They're going to do a rematch, which is most likely going to be on The Zone. Another YouTuber who is going to have a fight is Adam Saleh. He's actually training for a boxing charity match coming up later this month, and he's being trained by Saddam Ali. So it's an official uh, official trainer. It's 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 an actual fight, and, and Adam Saleh is training really hard for this. He was actually 13-0 uh, in the amateurs, so he's got some skills. In my personal opinion, boxing in YouTube, that should be embraced. I think anyone who wants to uh, lace up the gloves and get in there to entertain us, I think that's a good thing. Um, and that's why I wanted to speak to Adam Saleh and talk more about his upcoming boxing charity match. I'm talking to Adam Saleh. Adam, you have a big fight coming up. First of all, thank What's you uh, for joining me. And I noticed that you have a big name trainer coming up in this fight. You're fighting on September 29th, and you announced your trainer. It's actually someone who's really well known in the boxing world. So who is your trainer?
6: Um Saddam Ali. We literally just uh got out yeah. the gym right now. We uh sparred with him and it was it was hard and hectic. But we're getting ready for September 29, you know? Gotta take that W.
0: <laughs> and on September 29th, you're fighting Marcus. So tell who is Marcus? So Originally, I was trying to fight a YouTuber because, you know, a lot of YouTubers, they, they
6: have this boxing, you know, like boxing just got involved in YouTube out of nowhere. And I tried my best to fight a YouTuber, but no one wants to, no one wants to box. So Amir Khan ended up looking around like these boxing gyms, MMA gyms. And he found me, he's the one that actually found me, uh, this guy named Marcus. And Marcus was like up for it. You know, he sent in his uh, whole resume and stuff and I was, I was ready to do it. He's, he's semi-pro in MMA, so he's, he's been active, but at the same time, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready, I'm ready to do it. Even though he does MMA, I'm ready to step in the ring and boxing and uh, take this challenge.
0: That's great that you're challenging yourself against a semi-pro fighter. That's going to be tough. You mentioned Amir Khan, so I was ringside for that fight. I turned around and right behind reporters' row, I saw you there. So you obviously had a good seat for Amir Khan versus Terence Crawford. That was in New York. Um, after that, after that fight, I saw you went up to Kel Brook. Uh, what did what did you say to Kel Brook after that after the Amir Khan Crawford fight? Uh, I saw Kel Brook. You know,
6: he was uh, trying to act all uh, tough. You know, thinking like, oh, you know, like. I'm here, you know. I'll take Amir Khan. I'm, I'm going up to him, I'm like, bro, you came from the UK all the way to, to America just to, you know, celebrate someone's loss. So I didn't like that he was doing that. So I took the camera and I was like, yo, know, Amir Khan, I was trolling him. You know, I was just like, Amir Khan will, will beat your butt. And he got really like uh, emotional and stuff because. You know, I guess it's true.
0: <laughs>
6: yeah. Yo, Kell Brook, Amir Khan gonna knock you out. He, ain't gonna, knock you. he ain't gonna knock you out. He ain't you, out. you ain't about that mess. Yes, Amir Khan in five rounds. She gonna beat you in five okay. rounds, man. Like, shit about boxing. <laughs> well, I know a lot about boxing, man. I said Amir Khan in five rounds.
0: And uh, he he didn't have some kind words for you, right? He, kinda you and, uh, he, he kind of right? cursed you out a little bit there. Yeah, he told me to shut
6: the fuck up, but it's, uh, it's all good, you know, It's uh, it's all right. I wanted him to get mad. I was just trolling him because I just didn't like how someone Someone celebrates someone's loss. You shouldn't be celebrating someone's loss.
0: <laughs> and uh, obviously, you are someone that always speaks your mind, and i th- I think that's great. So when that end of that fight happened, I know you were watching Crawford and Khan. What did you think about the end of that fight, the way it ended there? Um,
6: I think it was the fight was going the fight was going amazing. like it was just getting it started, but then that low blow, like no one knows how no one knows how it feels other than Amir Khan, you know so I think he made a right decision, you know, why, why risk your life? You know, why risk continuing on going if you're, if you're injured, you know, if you're, if you're injured, don't, don't go. Why risk your whole life? I think it's smart. You know, you got kids, you got a wife to go back to, don't risk your life doing that. You know, get hit low. I seen it. He did get hit low. A lot of people obviously going to use the excuse saying, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, uh, he's, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to fight this and that. But, I can't say I can't say much. Anyways, he's the only one that knows what, what it feels.
0: So speaking of taking risks and and uh, taking that chance, like we said, you have your fight coming up uh, against a semi pro MMA fighter. So tell me about your background in boxing. You know, I've seen uh, videos on YouTube with you street, fight, you know, with street fights and stuff like that. So what is your background in boxing? So I know my opponent, he's been he's been active. He's
6: been having a lot of fights like he had already like six, seven fights in the past year. So he's been super active. I haven't been active for like eight, nine years. The only time I I was training was when I was like 16, 17, 18 years old. I did amateur, um, I did amateur boxing. I had 13 fights. I was 13 and 0, but unfortunately I was acting like an idiot. I was having a lot of street fights in the street and recording them. And uh, you know, a lot of them went online. They went on these sites called world star hip hop. You know, when you hang out with the wrong crew, you start fighting in the street. And nine years later, I'm ready to, to come back and make a statement on September 29th. Like this guy's already talking a lot of crap and I'm here to literally make a statement. I don't care. Like I'm not here to make friends September 29th. I'm here to knock this dude out and to make a statement to the next person that I want to fight because all these YouTubers thinking they have, you know, KSI, Logan Paul, they think like they have this boxing champ, this boxing belt, but I'm, uh, I, I want to take it away from them. I want to show them
0: that I'm the YouTube boxing champ. <laughs> I, I, it's not surprising to me that you were 13 and 0 in the amateurs because I saw you hitting mitts with Saddam Ali and you, you had the form there. You, you were hitting the mitts really well. Um, tell me what what has Saddam Ali been training with you? What has he been teaching you? Um, I don't,
6: I don't want to say much. I don't want to say much, but Saddam Ali has been, uh, he's, he's been watching a lot of videos of, of my opponent. And he's been teaching me, he's been, sorry about that, we're in New York, <laughs> No worries. He's been teaching me a lot to, whenever you're moving backwards, you gotta throw punches when you're moving back, you know, don't just defend yourself while moving back, still throw punches while you're moving back, I'm, uh, aim for body, you know, a lot of people, they just aim for the head, you know, go in for body shots, he's been teaching me a lot, like, the first day when I was with him, when he was coaching me, I learned more that day than I've ever did in my whole life.
0: And I know that his background is is similar to yours. And I know you're also a fan of Prince Nassim. And obviously, Yemen is, is a big deal for you and in and, and this charity fight. So just tell me how important it is for you to, to represent Brooklyn, to represent Yemen. Tell me tell me about that. The main thing is for this fight, like, we're, we're not doing it for money at all. Like This
6: is not like what KSI and Logan are doing. They're, their fight, I feel like they're just doing it to, to cash money in their pocket, which is reasonable because all the boxers out there, they try to... They try to make money off of it. But the thing is, KSI and Logan, they're not professional. Why why have a fight and try to make money? What we're doing here, we're doing it for charity with the Amir Khan Foundation. Amir Khan is gonna be hosting it with the Amir Khan Foundation for Yemen, for my country where I'm from. So knowing that I'm going in to fight for my country is is a big, big thing. I'm not trying to lose doing something for my country. So I'm I'm training so hard. I'm training for, I'm conditioning myself, making sure that I have the right stamina. Make sure that I have the right stamina and I'm uh, I'm going in for the W. Not just me, but also my my best friend Slim and one of my other friends, Nakeeb here. He's also fighting yeah. too. Like you can see yeah. look at his nose.
1: He's a training right here. We are just <laughs> training
6: with it's, it, it's been literally bruised up. And we're going, we're doing all this for Yemen. That's the main thing. A charity to raise awareness with the crisis going on in Yemen. And we want everyone to just to speak out, you know, to, to raise awareness on this issue of Yemen, because the media, they do not mention what's going on in Yemen. And to have Saddam Ali in my corner corner, and he's from Yemen is going to be something huge. And also with Amir Khan being from Pakistan, and he does a lot for his country, he inspires me. I want to do the same for my country,
0: for for Yemen, as what he does to Pakistan. And so obviously you're very motivated for this fight. You mentioned the YouTubers, Logan Paul, KSI, Jake Paul. There's a lot of YouTubers getting into boxing. Do you ever want to crack in the future at, at any of those guys, at any of the YouTubers? After I win September 29th? Yeah.
6: I'm, I'm, I'm calling everyone out. I, I, want, I want them to be motivated. I want them to watch and be like, oh, shoot. He just beat a semi-pro MMA dude who's been active way more than them. You know, I want them, I want them to know. But hopefully, hopefully they don't. Um, uh, hopefully Case on Logan, they can get their, their rematch over with. And they can continue on, uh, you know, going on with it. Because I like this boxing with YouTube. It keeps them in shape but the thing is you know jake paul logan ksi they they have too much of a of egos you know like i feel like i feel like they feel like if i if i beat them it's going to be really bad for them like oh why would someone you know with less followers with them someone who's shorter someone who weighs less beating them that would look bad you know but if if logan beats ksi that won't look bad for ksi because he's heavier than him he's taller he has more followers so it's a good look, but if someone shorter and weighs less beats KSI, I'm just giving an example. Um, that would be bad. You get me? Imagine me losing someone sm- smaller than me. Right. I, that would be really bad for me. Instead of me losing someone bigger than me. Right. Do you get me? So that's what I just feel. I feel like it's an ego thing. But after this fight, I'm gonna make a statement. We're gonna show them how how big this fight is gonna be, and it's all for charity. So I'm uh, and I'm I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make sure I do it in fashion like the stuff that i'm saying right now i know i'm saying it out of motivation but i'm gonna make sure i do it in fashion and make a whole statement for september 29th so they can i want them to i want to give them a reason to come in and be like okay i actually want to fight adam i, I need to shut i need to work my, my way in
0: up. to go in there you know my bad we're in brooklyn right now so it's a little loud. oh no worries man and so last last question you're yeah. you're obviously motivated you want to make a statement like you said Give us a prediction. What what can the fans expect? Are you going to knock this guy out? And what round are you going to knock him out? Give us a prediction. Um, it's, it's six rounds. My prediction, I'm going I'm
6: to I'm I'm knock him out. Like, I'm going for a knockout. That's, that's what I always do in my fights. But I'm going I'm to play with him first few rounds. My dad wants, he, wants me to knock him out in the third round. So I'm going to try round three. If not round three, definitely fourth or fifth round. It's not going six rounds. I'm
0: letting you know now. It's not going to go six rounds at all. Adam Soleil, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck in your charity match. I'm sure we'll be talking to you hopefully before after the fight. Best of luck, and, and we'll be watching. I appreciate it. I hope I see you soon. You're in New York,
6: man. i see you soon. All right.
0: That was Adam Soleil, and that brings us to the end of our show for today. I want to thank all my guests, Zab, Judah, Egis. David Diamante, Joe Cortez, Eric Kelly, and Adam Saleh. It was great speaking to all these guys, and I hope that this was an interesting show with different perspectives, different interesting voices in boxing. If you like what we are doing, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Ask the Experts podcast with Karen Bhatia. If you want to follow me, my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter are at Karan Bhatia. At C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's A-T-E underscore podcast. If you want to email the show, you can email us at asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. I hope to hear from you soon. This is Karan Bhatia signing off for Ask the Experts.